Hi everyone, this is the Cadence Show, and this morning I'm going to be reviewing last night's Friday Night Smackdown that aired live from Fayetteville, North Carolina, and joining my podcast this morning is going to be Michael Jividen. Hello, hello. Michael, what did you think of the show last night? I mean, I thought it was better than Raw. I mean, it wasn't a bad show. I mean, the uh, Drake Maverick Elias stuff, you know, I could have did without. I mean, that was kind of silly, but... Everything else on the show kind of had a meaning, though. I mean, it was, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the greatest SmackDown I've seen in a while, but it was, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was, it was decent. Yeah, I agree. And with that, let's go ahead and get the review starting. So the Miz kicked off the show, and his guest was supposed to be Daniel Bryan, but. He couldn't be there because of the attack last Friday by the Fiend. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, this was, it had its parts where it could be a little bit confusing. But, you know, you know the Fiend and Daniel Bryan is also, you know, they're going to have another match. So it kind of makes you think, you know, well, why is, why is Bray Wyatt all of a sudden starting a new feud with the Miz when he isn't done with the feud yet with Daniel Bryan? So, I mean, it... Yeah. I don't know. It, it was kind of confusing in a way, but I see, I kind of see how they're doing it. They basically they've got the fiend fighting Daniel Bryan, and you've got actually Bray fighting the Miz. Yeah. Then the Firefly Funhouse come on right in the middle of Miz talking. Bray had a picture of Miz and his family, and the Miz ran backstage, and then the Miz said that he had to do something about it. You know, which at this point, you know, when you you see that red room, you know, I expect the Miz to walk in and, of course, that eerie Fiend music to hit and then the Fiend would just basically lay him out. But, you know, the Miz picks up this picture and he's like, you know, looking at this picture of actually Bray in the family portrait with Maurice and the two kids and then all of a sudden you hear... Say cheese. (laughs) <laughs> and just, you know, out of nowhere, you turn around, and it's Bray. It's it's red-sweatered Bray, you know, no fiend mask, no nothing. It's just Bray, and to my knowledge, that's the first time we've actually seen Bray as Bray attack someone, you know, since he, you know, re-came, re-debuted, you know, with his fiend character. So, I mean, you know, that's pretty cool, and then, you know, later on in the night, you see they advertise that it's going to be Miz versus Bray, at TLC in a few weeks. So, I mean, you know, that's pretty cool. They're going to now have him fighting, you know, two different characters. I think that's pretty cool. I'm just wondering, is Bray's, like, music going to be the same as The Fiend's? I thought of that. You know, I thought of that last night during the show. You know, I'm, you know, is he going to come out to that same music carrying that skull lamp and, you know, everything? I mean, I don't know. You know, I mean... That that's something you know. We'll I guess we'll have to wait to TLC. Maybe they'll debut some new music for Bray. The Bray, the Bray, the man, the Bray. You know <laughs> what I mean. Then we have Mandy Rose versus Alexa Bliss, and Alexa defeats Mandy with the Twisted Bliss. Yeah, but my goodness, I mean, there was there was a part of this match, you know, where Mandy actually rips off the eyelashes. You know, of uh, Alexa, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, I don't wear those. So, you know, I don't know, but I, I think that has to be painful. But Most it, people glue theirs on. But, you know, after that, you know, Alexa just got up, rebounded, 
pretty quickly and, you know, put Mandy away with Twisted Bliss. I mean, it kind of a short match. Kind of didn't really go nowhere. It was kind of like the reintroduction of Alexa Bliss returning from injury. But, you know, it was good to see both ladies, you know, getting to have a chance to, to be on TV. Yeah, but we've seen Sonya was trying to distract Alexa, but... Nikki attacked her from ringside. Well, if you know anything about wrestling, you, you know you're going to know that next week you're going to have Sonya Deville versus Nikki Cross. I mean, that's just if you if you know WWE, let me say that that's exactly what next week's show is going to be. Okay, so I went backstage and Drake Maverick comes up to Dana Brooke and asks her, "What does Batista?" Have that he don't, and then Elias comes out and sings him a song. Oh my goodness! You know th- this was bad. This is real bad. You know I thought we had got over the whole Drake Maverick marriage thing. You know with, you know him running around chasing the twenty four seven title for months. You know hollering that he hadn't even got to have sex pretty much with his wife. You know because he hasn't won the title or he won't give up on the title. And then, you know he walks up to Dana Brooke who is the star of Twitter in the last few weeks, her and Dave Batista, you know, coming out, you know, flirting with each other pretty much and taking pictures of each other's abs and sending it to each other, you know. So you got married man Drake standing there asking Dana out. You know, then Elias walks up to Drake and he looks like the big show standing next to Drake. I mean, you know, I never thought Elias was that big of a guy, but standing next to Drake, I'm guessing Drake's just that short of a guy, but... It was pointless, you know, it was pointless, and then, you know, Drake slaps him, you know, and then rushes off, we go to the commercial break, and then, you know. Drake challenged Elias for a fight. Yeah, oh, he didn't want a match, he wanted a fight, and I'm thinking, you know, well, they gonna, are they gonna let him have a match, you know, are they, is it gonna be Rockstar Spud from TNA, they gonna actually let him fight? No, no, he was humiliating, that's why I said it was a waste. You know, they had Elias come out and basically spank him, you know, over his knee on live television, throw him around like a rag doll in the ring, and then even Dana throw him into the ring. And You know, it wasn't, it just wasn't much. I mean, to me, it was, I think it was just a filler segment. I, I'd rather seen something else between The Miz and, and Bray Wyatt at that time backstage. The Miz leaving with Bray Wyatt on the back of the truck or, you know, something other like that, but... It was kind of just a filler segment that they probably could have done away with. Well, Elias beat down Drake, and then he has Dana come in and do the one, two, three count. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 I was supposed to say, there was no sense to it. It wasn't an organized match. Um, you know, you, you've got Dana on social media, you know, talking up, going on dates with Dave, or Big Dave, as they kept calling him on SmackDown last night. But, you know... Kind of makes me think, you know, Dana's going to be like side by side with Elias for a couple of weeks. And then you're going to see Elias maybe make a move toward her. And then Big Dave's going to return and take out Elias. I mean, just an idea. I don't know, you know, with WWE, they may not even be together next week on the show. I mean, that's just how they are. So, New Day comes out for commentary. And then there's a match with Mustafa Ali and Shorty G, the Lucha House Party, the Revival and the heavy machinery for a fatal four-way match. Smackdown's Smackdown's good for their fatal four-way matches. I mean, and I didn't think it was a bad match, but, you know, you could pretty much tell off the bat who was going to win this. I mean, I kind of had my mind that it was going to come down to the revival and the heavy machinery, but 
Heavy Machinery, I believe, was the second the second team eliminated. It come down to the revival and Mustafa Ali and Shorty G. Um, heavy Machinery eliminated the Lucha House Party there first, and then, you know, then uh, you know Heavy Machinery went down when Otis was rolled up. Which I honestly think that was the first time I've actually seen Otis take the pin on live television since being caught up to the main roster. But what is it? I guess you know they just figured it wasn't time to put the need into the new day. My bad. You know, with um, heavy machinery, so we're going to get another heavy machinery versus the revival match at TLC. Yeah, and there was a Seamus promo. Oh, I'm liking these Seamus promos. Um. You know, there for so many years, Sheamus was the killer of WWE. He'd come out and he'd kick people's heads off. And, you know, he was just so, so good. And then, you know, we, over the years there, he went downhill a little bit and then got hurt and went out. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hoping they bring him back as the Celtic Warrior and allow him to go back to the way that he was before and just destroy people. So Lacey Evans comes out and she's like facing the jobber or something, or Haley Jones. And then Lacey defeats her. And then Sasha comes out and tells her that they have some business to do. They get into it and Lacey goes to lay out Sasha and she screams and falls. Lacey goes to leave and Bailey attacks from behind. Yeah. Well, I mean, I understand, you know, uh, Haley Jones. You know, they, they basically did that, you know, just to make Lacey look to look good you know they they bring her out get a quick little victory over someone and but but how good does it make her look you know you've got her feuding with pretty much the top woman in the business right now you know the boss Sasha Banks and then you got her out here laying out little jobbers you know in 13 second matches you know so at the same time it makes her look tough but what did she really get over the only thing she got over was her punch you know and she could have just walked in, laid the girl out, and been done with it. You know, why even have the match? Um, yeah, but Sasha shouldn't have had Bailey attack Lacey. She should be able to fight her own battles, but she can't fight her own battles without Bailey. Yeah, that's just, I don't even blame the girls. That's just WWE storytelling. The writers backstage just don't, you know, that's, that's what they think people want to see is the chicken shit heels, you know, pretty much. Taking two or three each, you know, have to fight together, you know, to take one person out, this and that. But, you know, back to Lacey there real fast, though. I mean, I, to me, I thought that was her best promo, you know, since, she, since she's been on the main roster. I, I think mean, she yeah, should put her boots back on. I've been saying it for a while, you know. I, I think she should drop this sassy Southern Belle thing and then just basically be Lacey the Marine, you know, come out, be the badass, you know, dressed in the uniform, you know, just absolutely laying people out like like she basically said last night, you know. And to, to me, that's that's the character that I think everybody would get behind more than this sassy Southern Belle character that she's been, you know, using since she's been back. I mean, even that one's starting to grow on me a little bit, but I'd still rather see her as the badass military woman. Sasha didn't have the right to come out and start talking about her kid either. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the same way in real life. You know, that even made it kind of sound kind of real because you don't hardly ever hear Lacey on television talking in real life, you know. You might see her on social media or something, but 
You know, she even threw it up there. You're not going to talk about my daughter. Then she went to lay her out and Sasha screamed, which you kind of knew right then and there that something was up because she just let Lacey just walk out of the ring a little too easily at that point. And you kind of knew when she went up the stage that Bailey wasn't going to be too far away before she attacked her and then they laid her out. But it could be an interesting feud if, if WWE does it the right way. I just hope that Lacey would put her marine boots on and be the marine girl well you kind of see that this is going to be a match at tlc so maybe we get lacy the marine versus sasha banks i think know? people would like lacy more of the marine Lacey. you know so, so hopefully we'll get that match and you know it'll be a tables match or something like that and we can actually see another side of lacy oh kicking off to the last show roman reigns versus dolph ziggler Baron Corbin comes out to ringside, and then Roman, like Superman, punches Corbin when he comes to, like, um, distract Roman. Then he speared Ziggler for the win. Corbin was assaulting Roman. Ziggler did the super kick, the handcuff Roman, beating him down where he's defenseless. Ziggler and Corbin showering Roman in dog food. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's it's apparent. I mean, by this time of the night, you know, I was already sleepy. You know, I'd already kind of bored myself with a couple little segments here and there, and it seemed like the show was a dragon at times. I mean, the Lacey stuff was really good. The Fiend Miz stuff was really good. I mean, even the, the Fatal 4-Way tag match was decent, you know. But by the time it got to this match, you know, I understand it was Dolph Ziggler, you know, trying to get retribution for... Robert Roode, you know, being destroyed by Roman last week. But mainly the story behind this is it's just, it's it's Roman versus um, the King, King Corbin. You know, that's all it is. They're trying to keep this storyline. And to me, I just, it's, it's a storyline that I just don't really care about. I don't really care. You know, Roman Reigns a year or so ago was fighting Brock Lesnar for the title. He was fighting AJ Styles and you know, he was defeating The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And now you got him feuding with a mid-card um, Baron Corbin. You know, and it's just like, you know, this it just don't make no sense. It's like the man's being punished because he got cancer and had to go away for a while. You know, he come back and it's like, you know, you're not the top dog no more. You're, you know, you're just mid-card Roman, you know, that's going to be fighting these little guys and, I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe Baron makes a name for himself, you know, during this. Maybe they let Baron have a win or two here and, you know, helps him, you know, down the road. But the dog food stuff, you know, you know, I mean, to me, that was just, it's kind of silly. But I mean, you know, as I said a minute ago, that's the chicken shit heels, you know, that's the heel thing to do, you know. Let's, let's handcuff someone's hands above their head and pour dog food on them, you know. That, you know, because he's the big dog. So well, they asked him, do you want to be the big dog? Well, if you want to be the big dog, we'll show you what a big dog is. You know, and then they so started I mean, pouring it, dog food all over him. You know, to me, I think, you know, the match should have ended, you know, when Roman, you know, actually speared Dolph for the win. And that would have been the perfect time to shoot backstage to finish the show with, like, The Miz trying to leave and, like, Bray Wyatt's in the back seat with him in the mirror as The Fiend. 
you know, or something other like that. Something, you know, something other to end the show to make you want to tune in next week because showering someone in dog food, you know, just to me doesn't make me want to tune in next week to see what's happening with that feud. Of course, I'll watch SmackDown because that's just the way it is. But, you know, I, I don't really care about that feud and hopefully, you know, after TLC, it's over with. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you would like to add me on Twitter, it's at douchey05.